Welcome to Let's Talk Points, a podcast from Marriott Traveler. In each episode, we share the true stories of incredible experiences from Marriott Rewards loyalty members, showing that you can do so much more with your points than you've ever dreamed. Now, let's join our host, Dan Foreman, and Let's Talk Points. For this episode, we talk with Beth about snorkeling and scuba diving around the world, including learning from Jean-Michel Cousteau in Hawaii. So I understand you spent, you used some of your points uh, yep. on a recent trip to where? Hawaii? Yeah, it was in uh, um, Maui. Very cool. So tell me about it. Like, how did you find out about this um, this experience? Um, no clue. Maybe Marriott sent one of those things like rewarding moments. So I'm familiar with. Uh, things that you might want to look at and bid. And so when I saw it, I just happened to be looking through it and I saw something with uh, Jean-Michel Cousteau's name. And I was like, what? Holy cow. So as soon as I saw that, and we go to Hawaii all the time, we're, I'm an avid, you know, I'd love to snorkel and screw it. And we go to Hawaii all the time just to see the whales, like literally once or twice a year. Oh, wow. So when I, when I saw that one, I was just like, I was so excited and I bid. It's kind of like a silent auction in that, you know, you're just putting your bids in and then somebody can overbid you. And it was getting to the last day. Um, and I put my bid in and I looked the next morning because I forgot and I lost. And I was just really disappointed because I was really, really, it's like, you know, Jacques Cousteau was like my hero when I was a little girl. So um, lo and behold, I checked again like a week later and they opened up another it looks like two auctions. And so at that point, then I knew I'm just getting this no matter what. <laughs> so that's what happened. And I did, and I got it. That's amazing. And so how did, do you remember how many points it took to redeem this? You know, I want to say 340. Wow. Thousand. That's a lot of but points. I've, so, so tell me two part question. One, how did you amass that many points? And two, how did you know that this was the one to spend such a big bulk of points on? So it was really using the bulk of mine, but it was just such a, it was just such an opportunity. You know, I would have used everything I had in my, in the bank or what you would call it to get this one. That's amazing. And so when you won, what was going through your head? Um, just pure excitement. And then where do I stay for the other three or four days? Cause I'm not going just for three nights to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> so, so tell me you, um, who did you bring? My husband. And was there any doubt that you were not going to bring him? Uh, no, <laughs> probably not. Cause he, he, he goes to Hawaii with me all the time. So it would kind of be rude, but I always had a backup. My daughter loves to snorkel. So if that happened, I would have, okay. yeah. That's cool. And th so this experience was a snorkel one, but you said you are a, a dive, you dive as well? Yes, I do. He does not. So it was actually even more perfect for him. Oh, that's great. So where did you yeah. learn to dive? Is this something you've done forever? I I'm just fascinated with it. Um, I learned actually in, I took a class when I was in college and uh, that was like my checkout dive, believe it or not, was in the Midwest in Tennessee. So it's pretty interesting. You can take a, a class like that and get certified. In an old quarry? 
Um, no, it's actually in a lake. It was they we, we had to drive to a place. I remember exactly. It was called Dale Hollow, Tennessee, and it had to be a place deep enough that you could do your 80 foot, you know, because you have to do a different couple different sure. depths. So that was what we did. Yeah. And then since then, I've gone to other places like, you know, uh, in Cozumel, the Palancar Reef, Great Barrier Reef. That's uh, yeah. Have you yeah, been I'm, uh, honestly, to Southeast Asia yet and done any diving there? No, I have not. We've gone um, snorkeling throughout in a lot of places in Australia, um, but not Asia, not like Thailand. Um, and like I said, my husband's not certified. So a lot of times I'm, I just will snorkel because it's, you know, you just want to do the buddy system and be together. But so we snorkel all the time. We go to places waterbound, like we're going to Madagascar end of September and uh, two, of the, two of the places we'll visit will be on the water so we can definitely snorkel and swim. That's so cool. I, I learned how to dive. I was out, uh, it was another job. I was working for World Wildlife Fund and I was out with some conservationists in Malaysia. And oh, cool. yeah, it was really cool. And I didn't know how to dive and everyone else did. And I'm snorkeling on the top of the water and I'm seeing these sharks underneath and I'm seeing my colleagues all, all dive in groups. And I immediately said, I can't be out here alone on the top of the water. So they immediately found a, a guide or found a, a dive master to certify me quickly. So I wouldn't be all alone. And it was spectacular, and I I now never miss an opportunity to do that. Uh, so I could see why this this moment really appealed to you. It's just magical to be even on top of the water, seeing what's oh, down there. Yeah, it's just it was totally cool. You know, yeah. And it's if you like the water, yeah. Well, you like to see and stuff, so it's actually cool. It's good that you could do that in a um, in a quick setting like that because then you don't have to spend eight weeks in classes, and that's great that you were able to do it. I definitely feel very fortunate. So tell me though about your experience. What was, what was the exact experience? What, what was included in it? And, um, and, and then tell me about when you, when you got to Hawaii, what happened? Um, so we're familiar with the Island because of going there every year to see the humpback whales. They're there usually from October until actually sorry, December to about April. And that means specifically we go to Maui for that purpose. And so I know the island and I knew right where the Brits was because I've actually stayed there once before. And so as soon as we got there, we actually rented a, a what do you want to call it? I guess condos, like a through another group very close to uh, Kapala where there's a hiking trail. And we actually did hike that trail when we were at the, this experience. And we stayed there for three nights. And the only reason they didn't stay at the Ritz was because it was so expensive, the villas. And I would have taken, I didn't have enough points left anymore either. I would have stayed there the other three nights. So we got in, stayed three nights and did, you know, what we always do in Maui. And then uh, the fourth day we went over to the Ritz, um, you know, and as soon as you walk, it was just, I mean, it was really good from the start to the finish. You know, you walk in and I've been to this property and it's very nice and beautiful. And they give you, they gave us an amenity bag, which I thought was a really nice touch, you know, a little kind of backpack thing with a towel, you know, a water bottle. And included in the package was also a one spa treatment each um, and three nights in the the villas. They're called the villas. So, you know, you could cook and do those things if you desired in, instead of just the hotel proper. Did you desire? Um, did you cook? Or, or were you eating on property? I, no, no, we did actually because that's what we do when we go there. 
Uh, I'm not like unbelievable as, as you probably would think if you like scuba and snorkel. I, I don't eat anything from the water. I don't eat shellfish. I don't you know, eat fish. I like to see them alive. So for me, in Hawaii, it's just like, well, we'll just go get some vegetarian stuff. <laughs> so no, we actually do. We do cook and we do all the time. Um, you know, we'll go out, but it's, uh, it's, we're more just going out and then going out at night. A lot of times, you know, to Lahaina, I'm not sure if you're familiar with the Island, but there's sure. things to do art art uh, exhibits and things. So, yeah. So, but that's what we did in the property. So now she really don't necessarily want to leave. So, uh, now tell yeah. me, are you, uh, do you like the Hawaiian delicacy of spam? Uh, no, I do not. <laughs> you couldn't pay me to eat it. <laughs> do you have a favorite Hawaiian food? Um, uh, yeah, it would probably be a coconut martini. <laughs> <laughs> now you're speaking my language. There you go. There you go. So, so on this trip, it, it, you're, you brought your husband, but did you also bring your daughter to experience it as well? No, because it was only for two. Okay. So a nice getaway with you before, and your husband. Yeah. Well, you know, we, we travel a lot. He, he travels for work. I travel for work. So a lot of times he has conferences in Hawaii. That's why I always attend those with him. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah. I mean, he, and he's really picky. He might, if it was something else, like if I had picked the experience that was like a concert, if it wasn't what he would like, he would, he wouldn't go. I mean, so, he, you know, he's kind of a nerdy engineer kind of guy. He's, he's a space scientist. So it, for him to be excited about this was the, uh, another good thing. So yeah, we got there and like, he didn't care about the spa treatment. So that was even better for me. Of course, I probably wouldn't have given it to him anyway. Um, so I was able to use those each day. And then they had a series of events pro- planned for us. Um, you know, one was a hike, uh, one included um, lunch with uh, the group. There was actually three um, packages that were auctioned. So there were six people total. Uh, two, I'd say just out of college girls who their dad had been one of them. They were friends, another couple. Um, and the guy really liked to snorkel. The wife couldn't even go in the water. She just had eye surgery and then us too. And then there was probably more people from Revel, this place that helped sponsor it. The Pete, the, the girl who was assigned to the experience. And then the, the docents who work at the Cousteau, uh, there's like a little Cousteau, uh, what's it called? and not nature center, but it's education center that's on the property there. And so they had people, uh, from their end too. So the first morning, um, you know, we met in that little place where the Jean-Michel Cousteau, I'll just call it little building is it's on the Ritz grounds. And we had a breakfast and a discussion, saw a couple little videos, talked about what we're going to do. And I mean, it was just, to, just even sit with him was just to me, I mean, that would have been uh, just, if the trip had ended right then, I would have been happy. I can imagine. I can imagine. Yeah. He's a, he's a legend. Yeah. I mean, and, and, you know, he's a big proponent. I mean, there's some things people don't like about him. If you follow the Castell whole family thing, like I'm a nerd about this stuff, but, um, you know, big environmentalist and, um, you know, learned, learned things, learned some of his family. And, and then he went, you know, we all went on, on the snorkel together, which was a blast. You know, because he'll touch anything, like put a fake cucumber in my hands. You know, it's just like, it, it was just to be with him. You know, it was just fun. And then after that, we had a lunch, you know, um, at, at this, it's like a burger shack on the property, you know, right on the water and just be able to sit and talk. And, and the people who worked in the, in the center there too, 
you could tell that they were just thrilled to see him because they don't see him all the time. His name is on on the venue of the place, but he's got it the same thing. This, whatever this, I can't remember the school. Pardon me, I can get it for you. It's called like the Cousteau, what I want to say, education center. But there's sure. one in Fiji where he has that resort, and one somewhere else. So you could see that they were just you know thrilled and enthralled to meet him and wanted to get time with him too. So I think all in all, you know, people had the same um, maybe love of the water and respect for the environment. And so it was just a really, really, uh, really fantastic experience. Was Jean Michael out on the water with you or did he stay in the boat? Yeah, no, no, we didn't even go in the boat. We went, um, there's a little bay. Uh, oh, it's called Hanamua maybe. It's about two miles from the property, and we took a little like bus over it. But I know this well because this is one of the places we go. It's pretty calm, and there's generally a lot of uh, sea life there. You know, turtles and big, you know, green turtles, sea turtles. Um, so that's where we went, and so we were all sitting on the edge. It was pretty funny because people had to, whether people would know who he was or not. But you know, he's like 78 years old. <laughs> you know, so we're all dressing up. He's got his wetsuit and. You know, we all go traipsing down to the beach together and walk in. And so you could see as we were going, some people then were like, hmm, we're going to go follow these people. They know what they're doing. <laughs> so, yeah, he was definitely in the water with us. Oh, no boats. So, so yeah, what no did boats. you see? What what wildlife did you see? Uh, everything. Turtles, uh, no sharks. You know, there's the, there's a myriad of uh, sea life there, including the the Hawaiian, I think it's the Hawaiian fish. And if you've been there, I'm called the people call it the humu humu, but it's really the humu humu lokalani, something like seventy five letters long. Um, tons of sea cucumbers and uh, the, you know butterfly fish, tangs, sergeant majors, eels, uh, needlefish, trumpetfish. Um, wow, just on the uh, side, just down the beach. You didn't have to. No, travel. I mean right in the water. Yeah, that's amazing. Yeah, I mean you can go to you can go out pretty far. Twenty twenty five feet probably in, in there. It's the same day. I've actually seen a small shark there once before, but um, it's the site of Maui where the shark attacks have been occurring. <laughs> like I said, we go every year and there's some bad things. They're not bad. A lot of things have happened on the other side. Not that that matters, but yeah, you could see tons, tons, you know, and then really beautiful corals as well. Oh, wow. I'm going to have to check that yeah, so out. Like, no. you, you gotta, yeah, you got to take like a fish, you know, and it's not, if you dive, it's not like, um, you know, it's it's probably not the best place in the world to go, you know, because it's not, uh, depending on where you are, 200 feet visibility. If you go out to the crater, the thing called Molokini Crater, where it's really good, but it's good. And you can see so many things. It's 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 really nice. So beautiful. What, what did... Jean-Michael Cousteau impart on you? Is there anything that just blew you away that he made simple? Um, no, uh, you know, cause I'm pretty, I'm pretty active. I'm in a volunteer group women working for ocean. So I'm pretty big on that stuff. And sure. I studied marine biology as an undergrad. Um, but the one thing I do that I was kind of ignorant on, which I thought was interesting that he brought a, little box, little plastic kind of box. And, you know, we all looked at it and it's just full of garbage and it's a lot of plastics and a lot of just junk. And he said, that's just from one, you know, like one small square meter, you know, in the ocean. And it might've been from Fiji. It could have been in Hawaii. Don't recall, but 
he was so big on the environmental impact that we're imposing. And when we were at the restaurant, he, they gave us, we all got a drink and they, some of them were like, you know, uh, you know, first were drinks, like, you know, like class or whatever. And they had straws and he was just adamant that the worst thing you could do for the environment, because it was a lot of the stuff that was in his box that was collected. And one of the gals who worked at the center actually pulled out um, kind of like an aluminum straw. So it's reusable. Yeah. And they try never to do it. And I think the Ritz is actually going to stop doing it. And I got to just tell you, since then, somebody gave me for my birthday a set of those straws with a little cleaner and I'll never use a regular straw again. <laughs> so, I mean, just something that simple made an impact. And if everybody just had that one thing, you'd probably stop a lot of the just the junk. But, you know, he was really big on on maintaining and saving our oceans. And he was active. The other thing that was really interesting was how he had a part in protecting a lot of the Hawaiian um, islands, the the range and making it a marine uh, sanctuary protected environmentally. So very big advocate on environmentalism and that, that impact and where it went was a lot farther than I would have thought. And then he talked about the current administration because the environmental guy is totally different than in the past and, how they're going to hope to, you know, get in, you know, he's very, I think he's political too, and try to do anything that he can with his name and his society to have an impact that things don't get back to where they were some time ago. So real big environmental advocate. Oh yeah. I mean, I think the whole family is with Philippe Cousteau Jr. has Earth Echo. Uh, They all seem to be involved in causes. And it's funny about the straws is Marriott International just announced that all 67 plus 6,700 plus hotels are removing plastic straws. So it's not just the Ritz Carlton in Maui. It's going to be all over. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, but you know, it just takes one simple impact like that, which literally was not in my, it was just not in my wheelhouse. And I was like, Oh my God. And anybody I see now, I say the same thing. Don't use it. Hurting marine life. You're, you're so right. It's these little steps. And I remember growing up, it was the the plastic rings around six packs of soda. Yes. Or beer. Yes. And it feels like we've made a lot of progress with that. And now we're removing straws. And so we're, we're making progress. You know, they still have those. It's interesting you said that because my daughter, who had actually gone to the Ritz with me the year before for a couple nights, we she lives in Portland, Oregon, which is probably one of the greenest, when I say green, I mean environmentally conscious places in the U.S. Um, they still had six-pack ring holders. And she, on like, you know, we get seltzer water and stuff in a six-pack. And the first thing she does is cut them up. And she won't use a straw now, by the way, but that that's still coming, you know, but they're at the point where in certain cities, like even in my hometown, they're not allowing plastic bags. They just ban the use of the, you know, the eight ounce, 16 ounce water bottles. So yeah, yeah. Makes, and, and, and I know it's not just why, but I think it's great. Marriott is doing that all over. I think everybody should. Yeah. yeah. So cool. So let's talk more yeah. about this experience and do you use a credit card to amass your points? Is it all based on, on being a member and staying in the hotels? What's your I'm secret? Staying, like, uh, right now, I'm because I'm working. I'm a consultant, and it's honest to God because the benefits can be so good. I'm just staying at Marriotts for the rest of the year, so probably at 50 nights, and to, to maintain platinum, I'll need 75. So hopefully, I'll continue, you know, having jobs where I'm staying at hotels. So I business travel a lot, 
and then I'll pick them for the same reason. I do also conferences. Um, I'm a volunteer leader for uh, American Society of Quality, and like I've had, um, I've used like the Marriott in Costa Rica for the conference. And you know what it is? You don't get a ton of points. Uh, maybe like I can earn more points by staying at a hotel. I mean, what I'd really like is nights because amassing nights is where you get the status. Points is where you can bid for things like this, but status is probably most important to me because if you're in a Marriott hotel, not I'm at a residence in right now just because it's convenient to the place I'm working at, but when you're in a Marriott, you get to go on the concierge floor, for example. Sure. You know, they'll give you a water bottle when you walk in. It just makes it feel a little nicer. Yeah, and they they know you, and it, and it's great the all the options. So you get the points that you get for staying at a at a residence inn for work, and then on vacation you can go use those points for a Saint Regis or Ritz Carlton or W. Yeah, and some of yeah. the most amazing it, properties near water. Yeah, and yeah, definitely. And for me, like I said, it's more of the the, the race to get the status. Because if I was really, really wanting the points, I shouldn't be staying at the residence. I should be going to a full-fledged now that we're merged with a Sheridan or a Marriott because the cost will probably be the same, but I think you earn a lot more. And I probably should be considering doing that. <laughs> now, do you put the the stays um, on a credit card or yes, on the same yes. credit card? So you're amassing points that way too. Okay. Well, there's always time to change, right, Beth? Um, <laughs> yeah, there could be if the, if the price is right. If you can get me to meet uh, Jean-Michel again, I'll definitely do it. Well, I think we have a few more water experiences going up on the site. I have to check to see if Marriott Ward's moments or SPG moments will have a Jean-Michel Cousteau. Yeah, uh, but any water thing, just let me know. <laughs> Send me an email. I'm in. I'm like in. That's yeah, great. I would so definitely. Let me ask you. Let me go back to snorkel. We talked about diving a little bit, but this was snorkeling. Why? For those that uh, have not snorkeled, um, why should they do it? Why should they get over their fears? Is there anything to fear? I think, sure, you know, uh, if you're unsure of yourself. And I think in this situation, they were concerned because they didn't want to lose anybody. And so they kind of almost hit a person on each of us or each couple. But then they realized we could all, we're all, swimmers and we could all do all that stuff. So then they loosened up. But I think in the beginning they, they were worried because they probably get people for just going in that aren't that sure of themselves. So our group just happened to be all competent and it was fine. But if you were afraid, then you start with somebody who's with you, you know, it's just like diving, use the buddy system and you don't have to be a great swimmer if you're in calm water. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I think anybody should snorkel. It's just, it's, you can breathe. You can get those full face masks now if you are a little bit more timid. So, that's I'm, great. But I'm, you know, I'm a water person, so I'm just like, and I've taught people swimming when I was <laughs> young. So I'm just like, yeah, you got to try it. So cool. Now, the last thing I want to talk about is is travel overall. It sounds like you've done a fair amount of it. Is there what what do you find are the benefits of travel? What are some of the exciting places you've been, and what's on your bucket list? Um, I've been to many exciting places. I lived in Europe for a few years working. So that was, uh, that was a great, great place to, you know, jump to other places. Like I lived in Germany, border seven countries. So I think I've always been a travel buggy and, and like to go to places and see new things and especially, uh, nature, 
and, you know, again, the water hiking, been to, you know, places just nut breaking. Like uh, one of my favorite places was the Maldives, um, beautiful water in the Indian Ocean, lots of things to see. Spent snorkeling with whale sharks in the Ningaloo Reef off Australia. Um, been to Tibet, wow. going to Madagascar next month, uh, New Zealand many times. How many countries Australia, have you been parts. to? Um, I don't know. I worked in China, worked in Japan. I've been to Africa, been to Africa a couple times. Um, but this will be Africa too, basically Madagascar. You got to get to Joburg and then hop off. It's, you know, another place. Sure. Uh, I want to go to a lot of places. The other place I haven't been, which wasn't on my bucket list before, but maybe now I might do it is um, uh, Antarctica. And I've been to South America. And the other place I haven't gone yet to, which unbelievable to me, is the Galapagos. Oh, yeah. You got it. I mean, that's uh, that's where every <laughs> wildlife, Everybody, uh, biodiversity exploded yeah, there. exactly. Yes, exactly. And that's, um, that is even more interesting because we've been to South America many times and went to Easter Island, for example, which is very far off the coast and getting into Chile and Machu Picchu and those places. So I'm like, why didn't I go to Ecuador when I was right there <laughs> to go to the Galapagos? So, but that will definitely be one I hit. That's amazing. Now, um, can I be your friend and go on these trips with you? Yes, definitely. <laughs> Thanks. Cause you're going everywhere that I want to go. I I've been fortunate to travel as well with some past jobs and just even leisure, but you've been everywhere, uh, with the exception of Antarctica, which is <laughs> amazing. Yeah, and I mean, not everywhere. You know what I mean? Like, I've been to India, but I haven't been up to, like, Nepal, for instance. But, you know, I, I yeah, I love it, and I feel fortunate. Um, and I love animals. I love wildlife. So that's probably one of the big things for me. And then people, of course, too. So could you see yourself using points again for another experience? Absolutely. That's great to hear. I, I, it's such a great experience. Uh, just so I can't say enough about it. So happy. You can probably hear it in my voice. Yeah. Um, so it's just, you know, it's just a, it was a lifetime experience and yeah, definitely go on more. Oh my God. So I traveled for a living, uh, not necessarily to exotic places like I'm in Missouri right now, <laughs> but Hey, I wasn't the, uh, you know, I, I, that's what I'm doing right this, these couple months. Wow. But then next, you know, two months from now, I could be in Ireland. So you just never know. But I, because I like it, it's a good fit for me. That's amazing. You're, thank you so much for sharing your story with us. If there's another water one now, I'll have to keep looking to see because that would be right up my alley. Oh, without a doubt. Keep looking. I'm thank sure you. there will be some soon. Yeah. Okay. Well, great talking to you. Thank you. You too. Take care. Bye. Thanks for listening to another episode of Let's Talk Points, where we explore places you know, gain new perspectives, and share the unique member experiences that make travel special. Let's Talk Points is hosted by me, Dan Foreman. It is produced and edited by Goat Rodeo. To access more unique audio content from Marriott Traveler, visit traveler.marriott.com slash podcasts and subscribe today. It's all about the points. And with the Marriott Rewards Premier Plus card, you can earn even more. Six times the points at Marriott Rewards Hotels and two times everywhere else. 
Turn every travel experience into another with the Marriott Rewards Premier Plus card. Learn more at MarriottPremierPlus.com. Restrictions and limitations apply. Offer subject to change. Cards are issued by Chase Bank USA NA. Copyright 2018. J.P. Morgan Chase & Company. All rights reserved. Marriott Traveler. 